College football fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to, to break down what on paper look like a, a stacked, you know, stacked card, like we'd say in boxing, a stacked week with marquee matchups, rank versus rank, and all that good stuff. And for the most part, it lived up to it. It definitely lived up to it. We also had some upsets or almost upsets. Um, some games that went a little too far <laughs> deep in the game. Uh, LSU, USC, some lackluster moments, especially LSU down the stretch of that game. They got it done, but um, really interesting stuff, man. Obviously, the Ohio State, Notre Dame coming down to the wire. Same with Clemson, FSU. Uh, I mean, Washington State, Oregon State. We're going to get into it, of course. Look like Bama. Bama kind of looked like the uh, late 2000s, early 2010s team against Old Miss. So we'll get into all this stuff in just a short little bit. We do have an interesting week five, though. I mean, it, 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 we got the ranked versus ranked, right? I think there's four of them. But we also have some tight, tight, interesting kind of games flying under the radar. We call them hardcore barn burners. And then, of course, we're going to look at some of this against the spread because I have three written down right now that I'm thinking, huh, are we sure that team's going to beat this team by that much? Anyway, if this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope-a-dope radio. You don't have to go to blog talk and rope and rope a dope and download the show directly there. You can find this college ball show under the Rope a Dope Radio banner on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio. Um, download the podcast app, Google Podcast, Player FN, Pod Bay, and a whole lot of other places. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to the Grueling Truth dot uh, com and sports news. Um, and one more thing: sign up for Direct TV Stream and save thirty dollars plus add Direct TV Sports Pack, NFL Network, NFL Red Zone. SEC Network and Big Ten Network stream with no strings, live sports, news, and on-demand, no annual contract, no hidden fees, no satellite dish, no cable box, limited time. For a limited time, save $30 on DirecTV Stream. Choose the DirecTV Stream package that's right for you, starting at $74.99. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and bring in my co-host, Marshall. Man, what a week it was, like I said. Sure, we had we kind of thought Oregon, just looking at the point spread, that Oregon was going to handle business, and they stomped them, no doubt about it. Uh, we kind of felt like Penn State was going to win that, or not kind of. We knew they were going to win the game. It's just a matter of how much. That plus 15 didn't work out for me. Um, but beyond that, you know, even like in a game like Utah, they jumped out on that 14-0 and just held on to it. Um, Bama kind of did. You know, they got down, then they got up and just never let them back in. But that Clemson-Florida State game, Ohio State-Notre Dame game, I mean, there was a lot of fun, fun weekend. You know, you can you can match them up on paper, but just in general, even beyond the ranked versus ranked squads, we had a damn good week four, man. Yeah, we really did. It, it was a, a quality weekend of college football that we expected. And we got it. Um, again, there is those weekends where, like, when you look at the top ten, 
every top 10 team won by like 25 or 30 points. Now, obviously, when a top 10 team is playing a ranking team next to me, you don't expect it, but we do have those blowout weekends. Like you said, that wasn't the case. Um, the Notre Dame-Ohio State game, man, that thing like literally came down to the end. And then Notre Dame was like, hey, let's try a new strategy, Chris, where we're going to play defense with 10 men. Um, I was having – uh, Yeah. Just one. Well, I, I was, I, we did a softball, um, I had like a, for, I coached softball in Texas and we had like a softball theme movie night. So I was, I was checking on my phone, just like checking the updates. And so when I left there, I, I was watching the last play of the game and I was like, man, that's a really weird, um, defensive system or a defensive play call the Notre Dame chose because when you watch the last play, of the Notre Dame Ohio State game, you see there's like no Notre Dame defensive lineman covering like the the left side of Ohio State's offensive line. So I had not heard originally that they that they forgot to leave the person out. So I was like, well no shit Ohio State won. I would ran over there too. Because if you watch the replay, there was like three people from the covering the left side line. Like there was no one on the other side of the defensive line for Notre Dame. I was like, man, like that's strange. And even the run itself was like a, a bang bang like huge huge play. They still had to work for it, but yeah, still the grind, right? But what a a, a mental mistake! And I, I'm not. This is not an NFL show because I could talk about many NFL mistakes. But man, that was one of those mistakes where, like, on top of a crazy weekend of football, college and pro, that a coach is like I, Freeman today came out and said, "Man, if that happens again, we told our players like, hey, jump up, raise your hands, call to do something crazy." It's like. If you're the head coach of a, yeah, because they didn't have a, timeouts. That was yeah. yeah. So, but that that's one of those mistakes where, like, as a coach, who I again, I, I'm not saying I coach Notre Dame football, but some stuff that when a coach makes a mistake or players make a mistake, some of it's just inexcusable for the high level you're playing at. If you're Notre Dame, that's one of those mistakes where, man, like, there's really no good excuse for that. Like, you had ten guys on the field, like, that's one of those like, man, that, and that sucks too because, like you said, Chris. That was one of the games that delivered this weekend. That I mean, it, it came down to one yard of one play. And, man, it just, like, if that guy is on the field, like, maybe Notre Dame wins. Like, ooh, that could change the trajectory of the season. But um, you're right, a brilliant football game. Um, I'll, I'll save my Ryan Day comments here for a second well, later. But second half. I mean, I wouldn't call yeah. it a brilliant football game. Well, just with the ending. You're right. But yeah, the second half got competitive, and, and it was back-to-back plays, not just one. True. And it was back-to-back plays with 10 people on the field, which is kind of crazy that they stuffed them the first time with only 10. But, um, you know, McCord really made some plays down the stretch. Um, you could see that uh, Marvin Harrison, after he got hurt, um, you know, I, I thought it was going to be a full-on high ankle sprint. Like, it, it looked like his shit wasn't going to come back in the game. And he wasn't all that effective after. Um and they did get the running game going. Uh, they didn't necessarily use it enough, I'd say. But I did what I saw out of Notre. Obviously, these are two solid ass defenses. We'll see if they're elite level defenses because we got to kind of look at these offenses as well. But I would have liked to see Sam Hartman given the ball like like the kids say, let Sam cook. You know. They should have – I mean, they went out and got this chef, right, the top-notch chef in the world, and they're not going to let him cook. They're not going to let him come up with uh, the, the menu items. Like, you, you got to – I think you got to put the ball in his hand and just do a little more. 
I'm not saying throw 42 times, right? I'm not saying that. And, uh, and down the stretch, they had the lead. So I get it. And they did open it up minorly. Uh, but if you got the guy, you might as well. I did like the physicality, though. 39 runs, 176 on the ground, 4.5 a clip. I did like what I saw down the stretch out of Notre Dame. Just kind of playing bully ball, honestly, against Ohio State. So you wonder, you know, when you look at future matchups with Penn State and, of course, Michigan, that they're, you know, plethora. We talk about wide receivers on Ohio State. Well, you can talk about running backs on Michigan. So it really felt like Notre Dame was going to win that game um, once they leveled up with them and got ahead. But like you said, that stuff is rough down the stretch. Um, it really, really rough. So I got to give credit to the young quarterback as well. He made some big plays under fire. And, uh, but yeah, back to back 10, 10, you know, men on the field. That's rough, but we'll see. Like I said, I would have liked to see Sam cook a little bit more. Maybe it wouldn't have came down to that last little second, but, um, yeah, that, that's, that was a great game. And let's go to, even though it wasn't ranked versus ranked, the way it played out, you know, it probably should have been a ranked versus ranked. I understand Clemson has two losses. I'm not saying put them up in the, in the top 15 because it could have, would have, should have. Could have, would have, should have to get coaches fired. He's not getting fired. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of, I mean, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. And this year in just the franchise history, could have, would have, should have. So I'm not trying to give him too much credit, but wow. Like, this was, I mean, this year Clemson just can't get out of their way with these little errors. And it wasn't as sloppy as that Duke game, okay, the, the two no. fumbles, you know, within the five and all that. But they they had this game in control. Now, we can't say because there's plenty of time on the clock that they had it won. They, they, they should have really, I mean, they, they just – you know, when you're up 24 to 17, you score a touchdown, you get up, you have this great 11 play drive. They're grinding the run. They get them a three and out. And then speaking of grinding on the run, they run for like 46 yards down to the 29. And with this kicker, who's like a walk on backup, right? I'm not saying they were in field goal range yet, Marshall. Okay. But you're just, you're in place to really get up by two scores. that That's what happened. And then off the edge pressure, fumble, scoop and score. It's a tie game. You still met. Then it was kind of a punt fest there. And you still managed to have a good enough drive, burn some clock. And, you know, with like under two minutes, that's for sure. Um, you, you, you line up for, what was it, 28-yard field goal or something, 29-yard field goal, Marshall, Welts. And like I said, I understand not only he's a walk-on, but he's a backup. Just came in, just like, hey, here, here I am playing college football. You can't trust college kickers, but you really can't trust guys like this in the scenario, not just him personally. Um, but, wow, then you missed the field goal, Marshall. And they turned it over on downs. You would have won the game. I mean, it's just like right now the Clemson Tigers could have, would have, should have, man. Could have, would have, should have. So I'm not going to say, oh, Dabble can't coach anymore and all that junk. Um, the only thing I think Dabble's making a mistake of, and this is something I've been, you know, consistent with, is the transfer portal. 
Um, I guess you could have transfer portal in a kicker or something. I don't know. I'm honestly happy the kicker missed because I watched that whole game. And I just, and again, I'm anti-Dabo, so maybe this is my anti-showing. But to hear about how they, I, I think they said it five times. This is one of the stories of the year, how this kicker is. Because he, he was the backup at Clemson for four years behind their better kicker. And he moves to New York City. He's about to start working for this new insurance company. And then Dabble's like, hey, man, our, our kicker this year is bad. We're going to bring you back. And he had a year of eligibility left. Like, it, it's the best story in college football. No, what did a backup kicker during now that kicker? game? It was I didn't hear shit about that during the week. So let let's keep that in perspective. During the game, they oh talked about yeah, it. just during the game. Well, yeah, but when and Sean McDonough is like a really good announcer. I love him, but just to hear over like five times in the game, man, coolest story ever, coolest story ever. Showing his parents, I don't, I don't care. It's a backup kicker for four years, and you sign him because your other kicker sucks. Who gives a shit? Anyways, <laughs> that kid missed, and I was laughing. I won't lie. So. What aside from my hatred against Dabo, um, the, the 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 football game itself, I'm, I am surprised how it slowed down because I really thought in the first half, and Clemson does get shit because Dabo's offense at times can be a little old. They, they pass the ball really well. That's kind of been one of the knocks on Dabo is that his his wide receivers could be better, but for whatever they were doing. They actually moved the ball really efficiently. Like I actually think that Florida State secondary is not that good because Clemson was making them look bad. They really were. And then in the second half of that game, the offenses really did slow down. Um, I'm, again, I'm not quite but sure why. Especially Clemson was nasty though. Well, yeah, and then well, then Florida State, who was moving the ball efficiently too, they didn't score an offensive touchdown until overtime. So they had the scoop and score. But it's like, man, I, I, so I, I guess I should say whatever defensive adjustments were made were done properly because that game really did blog itself down. It, it became just a punt fest, as you said. Uh, but, hey, if you're Florida State, um, again, I think their secondary would get exposed against some better passing teams. But aside from that, you're, hey, you're, you're 4-0. Um, this is the first time they'd beat Clemson in, um, I believe, 11 years. Um, yeah, this seven might be tries. Your... Seven tries. Okay, seven tries. Okay, yeah, and they're – they're move. They're moving in the right way. And again, this is a team that Mike Norvell took over a handful of years ago. Yeah, they can get they, better too. They can get better this yeah. year. You know. Yeah, and, and they they were kind of a joke because they they it seems like they'd shuffle uh, a coach every two to three years and they couldn't really find their rhythm. And Norvell came from Memphis where he did a respectable job, and now I think he's trending upwards. So they're they're doing good. Uh, they're obviously able to get the monkey off the back of the Clemson, who has kind of ran the ACC for a handful of years now. So. Uh, credit to them. Again, I, I was surprised the game slowed down, but at the end of the day, um, Travis made some plays. Now, I, again, I can't rip the Clemson quarterback that much because I actually thought he did pretty well. It's just the offense just kind of got bogged down. But, yeah, that, that was a very fun game. Like you said, anytime there's a college football game in overtime, um, you can't complain about that. But, yeah, the kicker story, like, hmm, well, yeah, is great he going to get – Great catch in overtime, too. Oh, oh yeah, uh, that was a sick catch. Yes, and, you're right. And also on that run play action, they should have just handed the ball off, dude. Hand the ball off there. They got, it was open. It was open. Instead, you're going to try to do something on short yards across the field and all that. That That's where I will say something. But Clemson wasn't out-talented on this field. And, I, and, and no. like I said – Coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know, all that stuff. It, they didn't get the job done, but they had control of that game, and they fucked up. Um, and, and, and just like that, um, like I'm not going to blame Dabo 
for the quarterback. Now, you could say, well, why don't you just call a run play in general? Okay, that's fair. But when they lost yardage on that play where Shipley ran into the kick or to the, the quarterback and it fumbled, they lost yardage. That screwed up the drive. That's not Dabble. You know what I mean? And Shipley's a damn one of the best running backs in the in the whole country, let alone the He is good. Yeah. He's great. He's beyond good. And you know, I don't blame Dan Abel for fucking someone bumping into somebody. Uh, that barely ever happens on a snap like that. So it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, man, that Florida State, man, they just keep grinding. You know, like I said, those could have, would have, should have in both games. You could say, well, they could have been, they should, but they weren't. They didn't. They stayed in there, and they handled business, um, and they got the job done. It wasn't pretty, but, yeah, they can get better. As this season goes on, you see that with teams a lot. Um, all right, let's get to Bama, Ole Miss. Um, you know, leading up to it, you had Lane Kiffin. I know you're gonna you're gonna handle with kid hands because it's Kiffin, but he was talking shit on Twitter per usual. He also before had uh, some mental health issues with a player that he wasn't too kind to, but we won't get into that because you know it's Lane Kiffin, so we're gonna. We're going to treat him with kids' hands, you know what I mean? But um, Bama, back to their bread and butter from the late 2000s, early 210s, running the ball, playing great defense. I think they got like five sacks. Uh, the young quarterback had a bad, bad throw in the, in the end zone early in the game, but he tightened up. He made the plays that they needed to make. Um, and it's not like they ran run check over them. They didn't, you know, it wasn't like they had 250 yards or something like that. Um, but they got the job done. And once they, you know, kind of contained themselves, got the, got the lead because they were down. Um, they just played Bama old, old school football and grinded it out. And I think this was like the lowest output on offense since Lane Kiffith. Uh, came to Oxford. I, I'm not going to defend and make excuses, but it still comes back to the point where um, Jackson Dart is not an elite college football quarterback. He he still, he made some passes. Like, yes, you should get better as an athlete. Like that's my job as a coach in high school to make my girls get better. Like that is your goal as an athlete to improve, but he still, pos- he still p- possesses no true aerial threat. And, Obviously, Bama was pissed off. They wanted to win after the embarrassment they did at USF. And there's just – you can't – like, when you're playing a good team, you got to be able to throw the ball. And that's still – like, Ole Miss's defense has improved a lot since Kiffin's got there. But offensively, Dart, I just – he's not he, – he is a guy that can beat teams outside the top 10 or outside top 20, okay? He's a good quarterback, but he cannot beat elite-level teams because there was just no offensive threats in the whole second half of that game. Um when they were down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, they were trying to make a pass in the end zone where you had a guy like legit wide open. That's the throw you can't miss as a college quarterback. So I will say Old Miss should have been up at half by about like 10 because Alabama came into that first half sleepwalking. They, they were hung over. They looked like the Bama team that had played Texas, that had played USF. They were yeah, looking sluggish. Milroy was looking like trash. And, yet and they're not an elite team either. Like you said, no. they're, they're not capable of being elite. Well, this isn't even elite. No, I, and they missed their chance. And, of course, when you miss your chance against Bama, who is in Tuscaloosa, and I'm not saying Bama looks like world beaters either, but you miss the chance to be up by at least 7 or 10, and then you come out, you had a blocked punt. 
um, that resulted in the ball being on the two, which even the Alabama went backwards for. But it was just a game where, you know, you, you have those moments as a sports fan where you watch the game, you're like, man, I know we're winning right now, but we should be up by 10. And Ole Miss was up one. And in the second half, you just, Jackson Dart showcased that you're, hey, you're a beloved quarterback to me. Um, but yeah, you, you need a, you need a multi-purpose threat guy because they have their own game. They got defense, but they can't throw the ball. So, um, credit to Bama. You locked it down, uh, Kiffin, which I know those two always talk trash to each other. So, and I, I think they have had that bond and respect, but hey, Saban is yet to lose to Kiffin. Kiffin keeps trying, but, um, they weren't going to get it done. So, uh, maybe Bama found a little bit of a rhythm for them. But Ole Miss, you got LSU coming up, so forget about this one. Try to move move on to the next one. But, hey, hats off to Bama. And maybe now, Chris, that Milroy quarterback has a little more confidence. You know, obviously, to get benched in the last game is your backup struggle, and you come out to struggle. Like, it, it wasn't too pretty, and I could only imagine the – I doubt that kid has social media turned on because Tuscaloosa, I, I'm sure it's a pretty high bar set there. Um, but maybe that kid now has a little bit of confidence to – spur him on the right direction. Cause again, this is the first time Saban's had a guy who's not like, Oh, he's going to be a first round pick. Like it is probably tough on him. In first all time in a long time. And I, I bet he's probably getting a lot of shit on social media. Cause that's how evil our country can be. But at least he, for his sake, he, he had a, a decent second half. He's getting better. He, he's probably going to continue to improve again as athletes should. Uh, so hats off to him. And maybe, you know, he, he can maybe take a couple of deep breaths and work on getting better at Bama. And, Again, they I, I I still think though that the the that side of the conference is open. Like that it's not a guarantee that Bama's gonna win that side of the SEC, but yeah, um nice job and yeah, Kiffin, get 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 rid of Dart. Find someone new, please. I know you can't during the middle of the season, but I wish you would. Yeah, I was gonna say, because you know, ultimately it was Kiffin's decision to bring in Dart. True. You're, you're he's really gotta, right. he's gotta, he, he made he his bed, to now he's in. gotta lay in it. You're right. You, gotta lay, You're right. you can't lay on the you can't lay on the ground or on the couch. You gotta lay in the bed. Um, so Oregon stomps the Buffaloes. Um, uh, the only game they looked mediocre in was that Texas Tech game, correct? Um, otherwise, they've looked dominant. They came in averaging fifty. I guess they you know put their average down a little bit, <laughs> but at half uh, they were they uh, they had a lot of points at half. Uh, so True. that was pretty easy. Penn State didn't have a lot of points at half, but man, they, they, you know, kept grinding Iowa, um, offensively. I mean, their, the quarterback they brought in from Michigan has a lot of experience playing, no doubt about it, but, um, <laughs> he's doesn't not, mean you're good. <laughs> and he's not healthy either. And, cause he hurt himself at training camp. And, and I'm not saying they'd have a better offense. If he was healthy, I'm not saying that, but when he ran outside the pocket, I was like, oh my God, yeah, he's hurt, dude. He is hurt because there's no acceleration whatsoever. It's just, you know, three years in running now with this Hawkeye offense or, or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I think it's kind of a disgrace if you call it offense, actually. I mean, if this was 1913, I think Iowa would win the national championship, but it's not. It's not 1913. Penn State got the job done. Uh, Utah. Got up 14-0, to zero. hang on against Ukula. Still no signs of their uh, star quarterback. Like I said, the youngster's getting a lot of uh, playing time this year. It's going to help them next year overall. Um, but UCLA, uh, I think versus a ranked, as a ranked opponent, I don't think that it's the first time they've scored seven in a long, long time. So those were, uh, you know, 
Well, Penn State dominated in the whiteout. No big deal there. We kind of assumed that. But Oregon, Penn State dominated. Utah did what they had to do considering they're still uh, missing their guy under center. If Cam Rising is not back this week, there's no way. I don't think that team can win in Oregon State. Um, well, well, we'll get to that for predictions. But um, for that Utah game, man, you scored one touchdown and you won against a ranked team on offense. That, that's that's a good, gritty win. They had a gritty win at Baylor. They had a green win at home. Again, the first play of the game was a pick six. You're thinking, okay, this is right. a typical <laughs> Utah runaway. But and And you said Clemson became a punt fest. A punt fest is times – like, it was a punt fest on steroids. So Utah, again, I will tip my cap to Whittingham. I know I'm a big fan of him. I, I don't rip him often. Um, but, hey, you, your players are 4-0. You've had a, you've had actually a, a pretty overall hard schedule. If you look at who they've played, they've now be, managed to beat a ranked UCLA. They beat Florida, who's not a, a joke. And you also beat Baylor, who's respectable. And you're doing that without really your star quarterback. So I do, I do think that's credit to him as a coach. He's finding ways to grit out these wins. But offensively, man, you're really missing Cam Rising. I think this Johnson kid is doing okay as a backup. But much like, you know, I've been kind of talking a lot about quarterbacks this show. Um, we do need to talk about that Washington guy because he might be the best guy in the country. But, um, hey, you won the game. Uh, your defense literally almost pitched a shutout. Um, you, you got a solid win. You, your rankings are right there. You, you, you got a, you got a good squad. But, um, and, and like you said last week, Chris, we they keep saying that uh, Cam Rising questionable to come back, questionable to come back. Are, I are thought they, for it, sure he was coming back this week, dude. So I mean, are, it, it, he, he practiced and everything. Are are they playing like the long game? Like you know, it, it's are is this injury? Like it, I, you'd assume, obviously, he still has a chance to play this year. Right. But hell, I You're I right. even thought when they played Baylor. Three weeks ago, like, hey, or two and a half weeks ago now, like, hey, there's a chance. Yeah. But it does make one wonder, like, what, and I know obviously college coaches. How long don't are they going to get away with milking it? Yeah, or, or what is Winningham saying in press conferences? Like, I know that it's not quite the NFL where you have to, like, release your SASH reports and, like, uh, reports aren't going to hound you. I'm sure they are in Utah, but it's like, man, I, what is Winningham telling the media or people every week that, like, dude, okay, coach, like, how's your guy looking? Because every I week stayed away from it based off this, and they still covered. You know, I got a yeah. six, six and a half, but I stayed away because I just didn't. I just didn't know. You know, yeah. Maybe it's coming back eventually, but dude, you, again, you got man, Oregon State minus three. Oh man, if I, I feel like I should almost just unload on that because, oh, we'll we'll get there. But yeah, man, that's, we're that's not help. there. Yet, yeah, though. okay, like, yeah, but I, but yeah, um, hey, a gritty win. Uh, but I, I will quickly say, obviously, this score was not uh, – this was not a huge game yeah, yeah. to um, to break down. But I will say, if we're talking about quarterbacks this this show, um, what Penix is doing in Washington, dude, that, that dude is putting on a Heisman type of show so far. I know they kind of – they pulled off a little bit. But 59-32 against Cal, it, pretty much every game Washington has played this year, their, their receivers have torched – like every DB land, they've uh, that's a good ass offense. Yeah, I know people. A lot of people probably say Ohio State's got the best receivers in the country. It might be one A one B with them in Washington because that Washington team they they've been getting out to big leads and kind of pulling the dogs back a little bit. But dude, if you've not watched them play, that is a very like four wide receivers deep with a quarterback that can make NFL throws. Um, 
they're they're a fun team and they're ranked they were ranked eighth this week. I don't know if they sh- shot up a little bit, but dude, that's a fun ass offense. If you've not seen them yet, oh, well, they play Arizona now. They'll, they'll kill them this week. But they got Oregon coming up. But that's a fun team to watch. And Penix is having a hell of a year. Definitely a Heisman candidate. Yeah, and their November is where they're going to make you know besides the matchup coming up, but overall November sure. is a tough slate for them. And mm-hmm. I remember before the season started, I remember t- I won't name <laughs> what, the guy, what? I won't name the person, but I remember <laughs> talking to someone. They're like, "What the fuck is this fucking team doing near the top ten? What should they even be ranked?" But yeah, I was talking to this old buddy of mine, um, and, and they just dogging him. And now <laughs> every week he's talking about the squad and this quarterback, and it's just it's crazy. Um, it is. Speaking of lackluster, no, I'm just kidding. Um, lackluster though. USC lackluster against the Sun Devils that they, they got yeah. on their fifth quarterback. I think they had their punter playing quarterback. No, actually, that, that dude was grinding actually in the in the game, and they had a good wide receiver, big ass tight end, wide receiver tight end. Well, I don't know what the hell that guy is, but he was doing damage. Um, and you know, it, it, is it a look ahead stuff? Is I mean, looking ahead, it, it's not like. They already know that Colorado's not as big of a matchup as maybe we thought a couple weeks ago, especially if Hunter doesn't play. Um, but, you know, you can look at that if Hunter did randomly play, which, you know, he wants to play. But when you're talking about your liver, dude, you got to make that. you gotta, you got to heal that yes. thing. But um, it does feel like they could maybe score a late touchdown on him the way USC's playing in that game. Look ahead, maybe it was, I don't know. That was kind of lackluster. And then LSU, lackluster against Arkansas, um, made some mistakes early, just special teams again, like just random stuff, but they did get their shit together offensively. They're cooking now, but they they had to grind one out against Arkansas, and maybe it was a look ahead to, to, you know, to Ole Miss or whatever, but – um, those two games kind of really stood out as like, man, um, they didn't look, especially USC, because they haven't lost. I, I would hope that was a look-ahead spot because Arizona State is probably arguably one of the worst teams in, in the country in a Power Five. Um, they've been really bad this year, obviously, with the coach leaving and kind of some drama over there. And it, They've just been off to a bad start. They've had people get hurt. They're on, like you said, the fourth or fifth string quarterback. Uh, maybe that's just one of those walkthrough games, kind of like, you know, Georgia was sleepwalking a little bit last week. I know, like, first half against South Carolina. I know South Carolina's a better team. But, you know, Texas against Wyoming, like, teams do have those halves where yeah. you are a bit slow, which it's college football. That'll happen every year. And it, when Chris and I are dead, it'll keep happening. Like, that'll always happen. But um, the the off, like, yeah, just the fact that they hung around for the game was a bit, just a bit weird. Or maybe that was, you know, the a motivational standpoint was clearly probably a different situation for the locker room. Um, but you, you got the job done. You didn't blow it. Like that would have been an embarrassing loss. That would have canceled out any chances of anything potentially fun at the end of the year for USC. <clears throat> so I was happy they got that win. And sorry, the other game you said was LSU sneaking oh. it out against Arkansas. And man, you know, for Arkansas, like, Sam Pittman, he always has a hard schedule for his team, and I feel like this is the first year now in about like three or four years where they're just a bit off. Like this is an Arkansas team where, again, to their credit, they don't shy away from people. It seems like their SEC schedule is always a bit tricky. They're non-conference. He always schedules people, it seems to be. So 
I think this is the first year because they have had some guys go pro where Arkansas is just not quite. I feel like they don't quite have the guys they normally did. You lost to BYU, right. you lost to LSU, and again, these aren't bad teams, but I think they're just a step down as as to how good they've been lately. And yeah, they're just not quite the same squad who's been trending up. Maybe they've just leveled out this year, which happens in college football. But um, tip the cap to LSU, like you're obviously you and you got a chance to win your division with Bama this year, so that would have been a tough right. one to blow and if if you're Brian Kelly, you know, that would have that would have been one where like, man, like we, we can't let this one slip up. So they were able to hold on there, Chris. Yeah. And then uh just as far as rank versus rank and the, the high profile stuff, Oregon State, Washington State, Washington State gets up early, um and it was like twenty eight to fourteen at half, I believe. Um they they missed the field goal. They had a turnover on downs in the second half. But three straight touchdown drives to try to come back in that game, Oregon State, but they, they weren't able to do it. You know, we knew they were going to run the ball. They ran the ball 39 times, 242, four TDs at 6.2 a clip. But the other side, we knew it was run versus pass, and the pass from Cameron Ward, I just trusted him more, 404 and four tutties. But they ran the ball just enough attempts and they did get over a hundred yards. So, you know, that, that, that was key. I thought to, you know, cause they didn't lose uh, the time of possession that bad. Uh, but Oregon state just couldn't quite, you know, get all, all the way into that, get all the way back into that game um, and, and, and get the job done. But it, I really felt like they were coming and they were going to do it. Yeah. Um, that was a game where I, Again, I was I was a little surprised with the spread, um, just from seeing uh, the way Washington State played against um, Wisconsin, which I'm not saying it was a great win, but it was a win at home, which was a trending right way for their program. So to see that Oregon State was a three-point favorite, that did surprise me. I, I wish I would have bet that game and taken the underdog because I would have profited. Um, yeah, I, I stayed were, away was, from it, too. That was one of my regrets, yeah. I did um, stay away. I was like, oh, I wanted Washington State, but I was just like, nah, I can't do it. So yeah, this is the first year they've been, well, since Leach left, but they're they're having a really nice year. So credit to them. Obviously, that's a hard place to recruit because you're in like you know bum bum league. I mean, you're you're in middle of nowhere. Pullman, Washington is probably like recruiting for K State. Not much out there. Um, but hey, that was a good win. And for Oregon State, the beautiful thing about college football is I get to have a big game at home, which I think they'll be up for. Um, so yeah, hey, for Washington State, dude, again, you're you're kind of around on cloud nine. Like you have a coach who's had to come in there and kind of clean up after Leach left, and you had the like the quarterback with the depression and stuff. So you're kind of kind of walking into a program that wasn't dead empty, but just needed a, a, a way to go in the right direction. And they're clearly doing that. And you have a quarterback who, for the college level, I don't know what his pro prospects are, but he's super athletic and is a mobile mobile dual athlete quarterback. Which again, college football, you can use your advantage. And I think that they're doing a great job of that so far. So yeah, I don't. All the years we've done a podcast, um, Washington State normally isn't ranked too often, or at least they haven't been for the last handful of years. So a credit to them. And uh, they're – well, actually, they only got – go ahead. They, they got a nice-looking schedule coming up. So we'll see how they continue to progress, Chris. Yeah, and that Army 14-and-a-half um, that we talked about last week, that came through the West Virginia was 4-and-a-half, and I liked it. It ended at 6 uh, from what I saw at – the tip, so that worked out for me. Um, overall, though, three and three on my bets this week. The the plus I bought 
like four extra points for Oregon. I only put like 20 bucks on it. Uh, for the buffs, just, just thinking, oh, late touchdown, you know, that type of thing. That didn't work. And like I said, that Iowa, uh, that did not work. That Notre Dame, though, that worked. I picked Notre Dame. We both picked Notre Dame to win, I believe, but it was plus four. So that shit worked out. I was like, hey, I'm good either way. I'm fine either way. We're good uh-huh. to go, you know. But I will say this. Um, is that the – yeah, because they, they kicked – they shouldn't have kicked the, the extra point because if that gets blocked, it's a tie game. True. Yeah, I, I, um, don't, so, know, so, I, I don't know why they even had to kick it. Well, there's still one second on the clock. Oh, 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 got okay, got you, got yeah. you, okay. So they they had to check that time and in, in that that's what it was. But I, oh, I, sure. Yeah, okay. I knew it was safe for a bet though. Either way, but that would have been a talk about a crazy way to end. That would have been freaking really crazy, dude. And then True. my Gophers let you down, up thirty-one to ten, which is just it's not going to happen. Like, the one thing about Fleck, and even kind of like Wisconsin, Iowa football, well, maybe not Iowa the last couple of years, but what we know to be Iowa football, um, when you're up 31 to 10, and you're, I mean, we got a freshman back that had like 190-some yards. Uh, the dude just stood. We were just grinding them to death. So the game was done. I mean, th- there's no way we'd lose that game, right? That was not the case. The Came back in that game, ended up winning the game. That one was an ugly one. Uh, that Wyoming Appalachian State, that was a cl- another close call that on paper looked like it was going to be fun. And it turned out Kansas State got a nice win over Central Florida, you know, after that loss last week. Or it was it two weeks ago? It was last week, right? With that, that long kick. Um, yes. Any other yeah. notes that you'd like to talk about before we get into this uh, this week five, sir? Hey, the uh, the, now the crafty crappy game of the week. Yes, Catch sir. that baby. Let's go. Yes, but sir. I watched that game because I did to bet five hundred, baby. Back to five hundred. We're not going I, anywhere. I did bet Iowa State, man. That no lie. That is two shit football teams. <laughs> I I'm happy your pick one. I'm happy my gambling one. But dude, those are two teams who are not good at football. So I couldn't do it with Iowa State this week. I just couldn't. I couldn't. Couldn't buy it. Ah, that, when that, I that, lost that, was, that week before. I was like, Nah, I'm do. I'm good. I just can't do it. I just that was some. That was some garbage football I watched. But hey, when the garbage team you pick one, it, it, it we we can tolerate it. It's 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 okay. Garbage. The garbage don't smell that bad. So, uh, and um, hey, Missouri. I still wish they fired their coach, but. They beat Memphis by a touchdown, so Missouri's four and zero. So credit to them. And four, when I see you, you want the coach fired. Oh, I still can't stand Drinkwitz. Yes, I think the guy's a buffoon. But um, I will, I will be buying you a beer when I'm, 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 I'm up in Minneapolis in two weeks. Because yesterday, to have the Gophers game fall by the Vikings, heartbreak is a sport fan should not have to endure that with their heart. And then top out of that, my Cowboys game last week, it, it, the alcohol <laughs> needs to be dispersed and, and drank. So. Yeah, uh, they were already is... planning the parade in Dallas. It was going to go right to Fort Worth, and then it was going to switch. They would go back. It was going to be like a thirty-five mile. It was going to be a car parade. And yeah, man, that that I guess the parade's done now. They canceled. They postponed. I, I, it's postponed. I will say this: as much as I hate Dabo, I my my dislike for Mike McCarthy and lack of faith in him <laughs> is higher than my hate for Dabo. If that if that tells you enough, as long as we've been friends, that says enough right there. But I will I will I will move on. <laughs> 
All right. So Friday night. Well, back. Hey, we got Thursday night football back on. Could be some interesting stuff. Hoorah. But, but Friday night, we we're going to talk about the big matchups. But Louisville at NC State, very good game. Cincy at BYU, both coming into the Big Twelve, both playing each other here. Um, kind of fun little matchup. That's the nine fifteen Central Time. That's going to be a really good game uh, on the hardcore level. But Utah. In Oregon State, like you said earlier, three-point favorite at home um, is Oregon State. We know that. Hey, they're gonna they're gonna do a lot of the stuff. Maybe without the defense though, but they're gonna try to run the you know what out of the ball. Um, and, and we'll see if they can do it as consistently. Obviously, you know, when you look at Utah so far, they, Florida can run the shit out of the ball too. By the way, fifty-one yards per game, they're only giving up. And uh, that, that to me, that does say something because they've played some pretty quality teams so far. Uh, no killers or nothing like that, but quality teams. Um, you know, I, I just – will they make enough pass plays if they don't have, you know, their guy? Um, that's tough, and we know you've documented it well, especially the last couple of years, uh, Oregon State at home. Um, that's not a, you know, it just, it just happens, you know, remember last year with USC, they pulled it off randomly. Like, um, they're a good ass, you know, program that's very undervalued, even though they lost last week, it wasn't by much. What says you, I mean, this, does this just come down to Cam Rising playing or not? I think I might bet this night because if Rising's out, I don't see how the hell Oregon State loses at home. Again, in, in college football, you sometimes you got to look at who they played and how, what, what's going on. Oregon State comes off a tough loss, so the, the, they'll be motivated. They're at home. And this is a Utah team now who barely scored enough to beat Baylor, who scored one touchdown last week at home against UCLA, and you're playing a pissed-off, motivated team now you're on the road. Now, if Cam Rising plays, different story. But and so and how, many, how many taken, times can they score a touchdown early in games, too? You know, Remember the Florida it, game is wide open? Like, yeah. That, you know, if that goes away, like you said, all of a sudden that's one less touchdown that you're getting. Like, I, I just, I think that, I mean, I, but and if Cam Rising's back, it's going to be 100%. Like, I, I don't think we're going to see a guy that's just going to come out there and blow the doors off people because he probably would be, like, I don't know. I, I get already taking played the, him if he's that close, you, right? Yeah, and maybe you're, maybe you're saving him for this game, but, like, dude, that coach had no, like, UCLA is on a cakewalk. Like, yeah, I don't. I think I would just bet Oregon State, and if Cam Rising's out, I think that's a lock of a bet for me. If Cam Rising plays, I don't think Utah runs them out the gym. Again, I, I think these are two close teams. Yes, so I will be betting Oregon State on the assumption Cam Rising's out again um, and hoping they win. If he plays and I lose my bet, so be it. But um, Oregon State's been having a good year. That UI go lately has found a better home at uh, uh, Oregon State and Clemson, yeah, uh, a little more comfortable. Oh. Yeah, the the offense has been having a pretty good run, and the offense played good against Washington State last week. They did. They they scored a lot of points in that game. Uh, they just gave up more. Uh, right. But yeah, or and it, this will be kind of a battle of two ground games, Chris. So you see, the over under is forty five. Oregon State loves to run the ball. Utah loves to run the ball. So this could be a very low scoring competitive game. Yeah, I'll be hammering Oregon State and hopefully rising out, or else I'm gonna have to wash my bet. This is like the Big Ten West over here with this uh, over under in this one. Wow. True, yeah, I, I know. 
That that's pretty crazy. So we're just gonna go rank versus rank. Then we'll get into other stuff. I got like I said three against the spreads to talk about. Maybe some upsets. Of course, we got the crafty crappy pick of the week. But we're just gonna go down rank by rank. We'll just go off the time on Saturday. So two thirty Central, uh, ABC. Whoops, ABC. Texas, Kansas. Kansas is pretty much all offense. Um, I like Texas in this one. Not a big deal here. Uh, not a, you know, I'm not going on the edge, but that's 17 points. I think Kansas is more than capable of sneaking under that toe, my friend. I agree with you on that because remember, this is a KU team that beat Texas three years ago, which was like obviously a, a, a huge low for Texas and a pretty big high for KU as they've kind of rebuilt this thing. So yeah, that was I three agree. years ago. I think it was. What? Yeah, three or four. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, so I do think, yeah, I'm with you. I think KU's offense can hang in there. And again, ever since they beat Bama, well, I shouldn't say, well, I know they whooped, I know Texas whooped up on Baylor, uh, but Texas was like in a one score game with Wyoming, like the late third quarter. So I don't think this Texas team is immaculate. I think they beat a weaker Bama team and that's kind of going to boost them. But KU's kind of caused Texas problems. Why? I don't know, but they have. So. Uh, I, I'm with you. I'll take the 17 with uh, hoping, like, if you lose, get down by 20 in the fourth quarter, like, backdoor cover. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Jacks with you on that. Yeah, I just checked. It was two years ago, 57-56 overtime, dude. Oh. Holy shit, I forgot that it was that high scoring, man. Uh-huh. Holy crap. I do, like, right when you said that, I was like, aha, that's right. That kind of sparked them as a program. Yeah. And, yeah, they're not, you know an awesome program, but it is fun to see them back. But, yeah, I think they could sneak under there, but Texas does have a pretty damn good defense. So we got, you know, maybe they will contain enough, but I could just see, you know, Kansas slinging that thing around with that quarterback and wide receivers enough so to get it done. Number 13, LSU coming in to Ole Miss, two-and-a-half-point favorites. That means they got to win by three. What do you think here, man? This is a this is a tough one to call because neither of them have been playing their best football, especially LSU. Especially LSU, even in in wins that they haven't last week. Yeah, uh, I mean, I uh, I think old old Miss's defense is better than their offense. Um, I man, I Jesus, this yeah, this one's this one's weird. Uh, obviously, old Miss at home will be helpful after losing to Bama. Um. Uh, I, I think LSU's clearly got the more talented players, um, but when, what is LSU's best performance this year? Whooping up on Mississippi State, like you know, and, and they and to credit, to the, hard for them they have back-to-back road games. You had to go to Arkansas. Again, there's so many th- parts of college football where, aside from the players on the field, like traveling and who you're playing, did the team you just play win or lose? Um, if I had to bet this game, which I, I probably wouldn't, but if I had to make a pick, I will take. God, uh, I'll take LSU. I do think that Old Miss's offense has kind of gotten lucky a little bit. I mean, they were lucky to be Tulane versus Tulane's backup. You struggled against Bama. I don't think they've quite found that rhythm with Jackson Dart. So I do think it'll be a, a lower scoring game. I, I, I would take the over-under of 64-and-a-half. I would take the under. Uh, I don't think this will be a shootout. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sadly take LSU against Kiffin. I just think that. LSU's got the better offense and enough to squeak this one out. 
I might go over, but I got LSU, and I, I feel good about those points. And by the way, just to make it official, no rising Oregon State, rising Utah, I got it. Uh, um, just because I actually realized I didn't actually make the pick. And I didn't want to oh, okay. But sure. LSU, I got LSU. I do think it may – I'm going over. I'll go over in the points. Oh, okay. Because I do think that, you know, neither of them have a great defense or whatever. But just I just think both can really explode on the on offense. LSU definitely is, is improving there. They've been putting up a lot of – but, you know, they've been giving up a lot of points too. Um, and, and Ole Miss, I think they can run enough to on that LSU squad to kind of mix it up, hit some big plays. All right, so now ABC, the primetime game. Notre Dame at Duke. They got to turn right around. And this is one of those that I highlight here in my against the spreads. Well, I suppose Kansas, too. Um, five and a half. Five and a half points at home. Um, you know, Duke is looking damn good this year. They've obviously only played Clemson, and we know that was a bunch of coulda, woulda, shouldas in that game. But the key thing is they pulled away from them with all those errors they made. They make them pay for it, uh, which, you know, last week they, they didn't make them pay for it, you know, all the way, Florida State. Whereas Duke, you, you're going to make those kind of errors? And, and given the errors were <laughs> more intense in that game, but we're going to pull away from you. And that's what I liked about Duke. We saw them turn in the corner. This kind of feels like, what, eight to ten years ago when they were getting the nine and ten uh, wins. They could run the shit out of the ball. Um, they got a young, or like not a young, but a, a solid quarterback um, to go against a more solid <clears throat> quarterback. Is this the time? Because they're, both teams can stop the run to an extent. They're not, they're not great on it. I'm assuming – They'll try to wear down Duke much like they did Ohio State for a while, uh, Notre Dame. But this one's tricky, dude. This one's really tricky. And, yeah, Notre Dame will be pumped. But Duke's got nothing to lose right here. What says you about this matchup? I really like – you know, are they going to let Hartman cook here in this game? I think that if you look at how Duke's defense struggled against Clemson from, like, the Clemson's – zero yard line to Duke's five yard line. They killed them and torched them. And right. I don't think like, cause you had four turnovers like in the red zone and two were like inside the one yard line. Yeah. So I do think you're going to have a pretty pissed off, angry Duke team. Now, they could fall flat, but I don't think they will. Cause Notre Dame, they, as hard as their schedule is, they're not out the final four yet. They, they can't lose again, but they're hanging in there. So I just think that that Duke defense will get exposed by a team in, in Notre Dame who will not have the mistakes that Clemson did. Because, uh, again, that Clemson game, I know, I'm know i happy I won that bet, but yeah, a, a team rarely does have four turnovers in the red zone because besides that, they were moving the ball at will, and I just don't see how a Notre Dame team who has, I think, offense is just as good as Clemson's or, well, you have a better it's quarterback. probably 9 yeah. out of 10 or 8 out of 10 that Clemson wins that game if they play yeah. 10 times. So I, the five and a half is always a weird point spread for like, that's yeah. like the Vegas, the Vegas. Would you think of call, buying some but, points potentially? Or is I, it just, just leave you uh, alone? Uh, that, 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 that game with Clemson's messing up our heads. 
Uh, no, I, I would I would take Notre Dame with five and a half. Obviously, I guess you'd hope it's standard six because six kind of gets into a more common number. But I would take Notre Dame just because that Duke defense. I mean, they got to prove it. And yeah, I would take the man. I'm picking a lot of teams. I don't. I'm fading, I'm fading Kiffin. I'm picking Notre Dame. But you might you might need to come check on me, Chris. We might need to have a <laughs> a intervention when I come and visit you in a few weeks because I'm I'm doing shit I don't normally do. I don't know if it's the lack of like eating healthier, not drinking as much. Like something's <laughs> happened to me. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> I like the Irish to cover as well, but I but I, I I am eyeballing that a little bit. But yeah, I do think that we're inflating. Hey, Duke's solid, man. They they started making the the turn last year and whatnot, but and they got a legit quarterback. He is he's solid, man. He is solid, good coach, all that good stuff. But yeah, I agree. I, I, unless you're gonna buy some points, I probably would stay away from the the Duke plus five and a half. I'd actually buy. Him. I will take Duke though, Chris. If Notre Dame does a ten man defense, whoa, 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 what did you just do? I, I, I will, I will pick Duke if oh, Notre Dame okay, does their ten yeah. man defensive approach. If they want to try that out again, like ah, then, then I'll reconsider. You know, yeah, new, this new is seven man football or what, what is it? Eight man football, eight man football, right? Uh huh. Yeah. In the yep, small, yep. small areas, we got yes. some eight man football way up north, my friend. And we actually, there's actually some linebackers and shit that have come out of that. And went on. Another one I'm looking at here, uh, two of them, South Carolina plus 12 and a half. This is against the spread stuff. He beat me to it. The Gamecocks 12 and a half up to the Bulls. And then West Virginia, like, okay, so West Virginia underdog, they win. They're an underdog again, they win. They're now plus 11 against TCU. Are we sure that this isn't, I mean, is TCU, is this last year or this year? I mean, they had a good win this last, good for them. But they, they're not the TCU from last year, okay? Plus 11 with a team that can just run you to death and hold the ball, just out of I'm, – I'm, I'm saying it right now, plus 11, easy with West Virginia um, in my mind. Well, I'll let you take that one because I haven't seen West Virginia play. I know, I know they did beat Texas Tech. Who Texas Tech's having a fraudulent year, unfortunately, for them. Um, but I do feel confident about South Carolina. This is a team who went into Georgia and was up at half, and the Tennessee team does not have the defense as Georgia does, and they're not going to murder Spencer Rattler. I do think that Tennessee, who, again, has issues, as you saw when Florida exposed them, I think they could win the game. But to And Spencer Rattler, that, that South Carolina team is a pesky team. So I would definitely take South Carolina plus 12.5 in Knoxville. Um, Joe Milton is not quite the hype up guy that they want to see it. When you do like to see the ESPN films, they break the guy down. He's just not making throws with accuracy that people want from him yet. I'm not saying he can't can't develop into a stud. It it could happen, but it's not there yet. So I would definitely, I'd print maybe buy it up to get to 14 if that's not too expensive on your gambling site. But yeah, I would take the, the game talks plus 12 and a half or whatever. And, um, I'm, so I think you have the same kind of, diagnosis of the of the Pitts uh not Pittsburgh, sorry, of the West Virginia game too. Uh who a scrappy team, they like to run. The more you run the ball, the less time you have. And that TCU defense is not what it was last year. Um they, they lost a lot of talent as Dion and Colorado showed that week one. Um yeah, both those spreads seem a little too high to me, my friend. Now Florida at Kentucky, Kentucky two and a half point favorites. Kentucky could stop the run though. And once you take the run out of it, we've seen what the Wisconsin quarterback does or doesn't do. That one kind of intrigues me. 
Um, I don't know where to go on that one as far as a pick to who won or who win the game. Florida definitely, you know, coming off a nice win and all that stuff and, and doing their thing. Well, two weeks ago, nice win, whatever. But that one is like I want to watch that game. I'm going to stay away from it as of right now because, like I said, I don't know. Kentucky can stop the run. And I don't know. If this was two years ago, I'd be all on this, but it, but it's not because Kentucky can run usually and stop the run. Um I yeah, Kentucky they seem to have had they they've in the past years they've had a stud running back and a really good defense. I mean, I know they've actually they've actually caused in Florida a lot of hell. Um but yeah, I just I, I I don't know. Um I would I would lean towards Florida uh just cuz I don't think this Kentucky team is quite as loaded as they've been. Um Right. A spread that stands out to me, and God, I don't like Kirby Smart, but I, I, his football team is a good team. And I, God, taking 14 and a half points on the road is quite a bit, but Auburn, like, they got ran out the gym by Jimbo in the second half. So if you got ran out the gym by Jimbo's offense, like, I could easily, and I, <laughs> that I doesn't like, bode well. Like, this, this War Eagle team, I don't think they're a team of the past, like, I, 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 I would, man, I hate, but I think I would take Georgia minus four, maybe buy half points to make it Georgia minus 14. This Auburn team is not good. Again, if Jimbo Fisher's offense can embarrass you at home, how are you going to do against Georgia? Unless they're sleepwalking, but I don't think they're going to sleepwalk two out of three games in a row because they sleptwalk in South Carolina. I think Georgia rolls. So maybe Georgia first half. Especially if they do their 12 man on the field. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean? so, we were talking about yeah. ten. Well, the, the coach got on the field too. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Jimbo's trying to be sneaky out there. I wish they would have <laughs> ran into that guy. That would have been that would have been internet craziness. Um, but I will take the Georgia Bulldogs roof roof uh, against at Auburn. I just man, that Auburn team. I think they're in a rebuild. They always seem to have a new coach too. But and again, it's rare to take a team with over fourteen points on the road. But yeah, I think in the situation, I definitely would. Yeah, I don't think that's really going too far out on the limb. I'm right there with you. Clemson coulda, woulda, shoulda. Well, they better get their shit together. Yeah, they're a seven-point favorite. I like them to win, but they better not mess around on the road against Cuse. Once you get them going, you just never know. Hardcore barn burner, Illinois-Purdue, dead even. Kind of interesting game there for me. Um, there, and there's a variety of those type of games this week, uh, Marshall, that are like, huh, I don't know who's going to win that game. I'm definitely going to find out. Or we're definitely going to find out. Boise State, Memphis, another game where you're like, hmm, that could be interesting. Um, what? Uh, there was another one here. Where the hell did it go? I think I just. Ooh, Michigan State, Iowa. That that's going to talk about a slow pace. Um, where is he? Eleven and a half points. Actually, it went up a point. It went up a point since I looked at it yesterday. Oh, I'm, I'm West Virginia, eleven and a half on. T- TCU, I know I'm talking it up too much. They're going to get beat by 30 now, but uh, I don't know about that, man. I'm still kind of scratching my head. I'm not trying to. And, and last week they won without the quarterback that they actually want starting. Um, that's actually was kind of like got me nervous all of a sudden when that the quarterback didn't start. But, yeah, Illinois-Purdue, that's just a, a dead-even game. A lot of interesting stuff when it comes to this week, man. Any yeah, other yeah. items before we uh, get to the crafty, crappy? Pick of the week? Uh, Boise State going to Memphis. That should be a, a, a just a decent college football game. It's on ESPN two. Memphis minus three and a half. Um, 
Boise, Boise had kind of a, they've played almost every game they've played this year. It's been like a decent competition. So good for them for scheduling. Yeah. Uh, and Memphis, I'm not, I still don't believe that quarterback. So I'd stay away, but that should be a close one. And man, Texas Tech, you're nine and a half point favorites at home against Houston. You got to win some game. Like, dude, y- y'all have been having a lot of heartbreaks this year. You got to beat up good old coach Dana uh, Holgerson if you're going to win one. So I, I would maybe look at Texas Tech because uh, they're they're due for something, or else I don't know that something might be over. Uh, yeah, no, I, or I else we're going to be talking about that Oregon game for too long. You know what I mean? Oh, and obviously um, USC is a strong favorite, but USC Colorado should be fun. I wish Travis Hunter was playing. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think it'd be, I, I think it'd be I more fun. Forgot that. Right. Yeah. That is, is that a sneak in? The theory from last week could that apply here because. That that defense is, is not all that good. Well, the defense no. – hold on, hold on. The defense actually does get after the quarterback, and they can't block, so that could mess up. But could they sneak in and, and get it to 22 or 23 or 21, you know, in the last couple minutes of the game? Yeah, yeah, hey, USC just they, – they didn't beat Arizona State, but, yeah, I mean, they Colorado could easily cover, and they're back home in Boulder. Like, right. USC could easily – their defense – should you should you have no issue throwing the ball? Flipping, so they're going to be pissed. Yeah, yeah. I, I would not bet USC minus twenty one and a half. Hell no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Not happening. I I would take Colorado. They, they, you lose by twenty. You lose by twenty and look good. Like over under seventy three and a half. God bless. <laughs> All right. So for the crafty crap pick of the week, as I was telling my co-host before the show started, I normally have to like look really hard for a crafty crap pick of the week. Um, this week there were four. Now I'm not going to give them all. I'm not going to give them all Loaded. four because I don't think that'd be fair. But there is a lot of shit teams playing shit teams. <laughs> so if you can find out who is the better shit team, go ahead and pick because almost all the point spreads are within five or less. But the one I chose because I did watch this team play. What time um, this past off? week is a 1 p.m. Uh, 1 p.m. Uh, Central Time. It is in at Alumni Stadium in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. Uh oh. This is not the red bandana game because they had that one. That's when they almost beat Florida State, but they didn't. So it is on the CW network. So if you're watching um, Vampire Diaries and, you know, whatever other uh, teenage. That was uh, that Live Golf had a CW, didn't it? So, yeah, if you want to watch Live Golf or uh, teenage uh, high school girl shows or or football, um, Virginia travels to Boston College, uh, BC's minus three. Both these teams really do suck. I suppose you could say, well, hey, Boston College owns me Florida State. Well, yeah, but besides that, they've looked like trash. So, Chris, take it away in a truly impressive CW Network football showdown. Oops, sorry, I had my, my stuff muted. All right, ACC, crafty, crappy pick of the week here, and it fits. You are right, it does definitely fits, <laughs> uh, which is like – what the hell were you doing, Florida State? What's wrong with you? True. Um, but and, and the funny thing is, they were up too. It wasn't like you know, it was yeah, kind yeah. of a game the whole time. They just got, they just got all of a sudden it was like, whoa, dude, you're gonna lose this game, maybe. Um, they can both air it out. Neither of them can really stop the pass. That's usually a staple when it comes to the crafty, crappy pick of the week. Same with the rushing yards, a buck eighty-eight for the Eagles. And the Cavaliers, a buck seventy-eight. That's a lot of yards to give up on the ground. But the key difference here, not just the Florida State stuff, right, which you know lends itself to for me picking them. Um, but you can only run the ball for like it's like my 
besides this last year, the Vikings or last week, the Vikings were like franchise low, sixty nine yards through two games for rushing. Set almost just short of eighty yards rushing. And it's not like you're putting up three ten through the air or something like that. Boston College isn't far behind with it. So I think running the ball, protecting the ball, um which Look at the quarterbacks. One's got six picks. One's got two picks. Um, but you know they they were they were that Castellanos or whatever. He runs in. He's a do it all. And if you think you're going to come into Chestnut, Massachusetts, and pay twelve dollars on vivid seats and run them out, you're not going to run them out the gym. But I I'm going the Boston. I'm going Doug Flutie. Just a little, little preview. Boston College. I was going to say War Eagle, but I, the, yeah, we'd lose fans at that. Boston College Eagles, the old school Biggie squad, they're going to get the dub. The home team wins, my friend. The the Cavaliers are going to stay over. All right. So in the famous alumni battle, um, I man, holy shit, Edgar Allan Poe went to the University of Virginia. I, I didn't know they had college. That's a strong start. That's a wow. strong start, well, especially in that area that, you know, that's where the most population was in that, in those areas on that East coast, uh, area, you know, the, the so dude was born in 1809. He died in 1849. There was a lot of population U- in that area, you know, compared, comparatively for the rest Man, of the Man, that is absolutely insane. Uh, so Edgar Allan Poe went there, Robert F. Kennedy, Tina Fey, Katie Couric, Ralph Sampson. Man, okay, so UVA has got a, a a pretty decent Don Staley, who's a Jesus. great women's basketball coach. You, I mean, did you hear what you just said? That's more than decent, man. That's a that's well, a you, stack, dude. Yeah, but uh, well, alumni battles normally go pretty close. Okay, so let's see who uh, BC's got. BC's got um, Bruce Pearl, uh, kind of a scumbag basketball coach. The, the man wins, but he's a little bit shady. Uh, Luke Keekley, a great uh, football linebacker. Bill Romanowski, a hothead, great football linebacker. Um. Let's see here. Uh, they also have uh, Amy Poehler, Matt Ryan, Doug Flutie, and Jared Dudley. Huh. Oof. You know, I for sports, Boston College got it, I think. But, man, the layers of everything. That's – okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. But the fact that you have Edgar Allan Poe, the fact that he went to that school, like, dude, he, I – And Kennedy? And Kennedy, and, and then Ralph like, Sampson. Ralph Sampson. Like, you know, it's, yeah, I, yeah, I, man, I think, I, uh, yeah, all purpose I give Virginia, but athletes, you really, I forgot about a couple of those. But this, this is an all personal night because there's been years where I may have chosen a, a college due to a female adult movie actress who, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect, but you know, it's, it's a full alumni battle. So we're doing full alumni battle here. I'm this side with UVA. So my, my co-host is picking BC. For the alumni battle, Edgar Allan Poe just automatically wins it. He he trumps it all. So, <laughs> speaking of Trump, there's a Republican debate on this Wednesday. I I gotta watch that comedy show because I heard the first one was absolutely hilarious. So I, I'm gonna just get some popcorn and take notes for. Oh man, anyways, that'll be fun. And that'll wrap football. up our political <laughs> for the whole year. So on that note, uh, thanks always for the support. We appreciate you. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, we will have a recap because no matter what, as my co-host always says, college football has the best regular season of any sport, and we'll get to see it again on Saturday. Actually, Thursday and Friday as well. Bet Oregon State Friday. I'm out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.